Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's show, we'll be talking about five tips to calm anger and anxiety. Anger is one of the things that comes up very often when people are suffering with anxiety panic. And anxiety itself can trigger our anger and frustration. Again, you can see how we keep feeding the cycle with so many different things. And anger and frustration is one of them. This can really fuel our anxiety. But the experience of anger and frustration may and be inherent to the anxiety. So it's there and then we feed it and it gets more. So this is another place that we can interrupt the cycle. Trying to control our feelings can be a big issue. You know, control. When I say that, don't you feel the clenching down, like the stress of control? Um, This can be an issue and it can lead to trying to control um, not only our feelings, but then we go outward and we're trying to control other people. We're trying to control situations around us. And we do that because we have a feeling very deep inside of us that if we could just get control over the situation or the people we could get a grip on our anxiety. We're not doing this, you know, in a way to hurt anybody or to cause chaos or trouble. We truly feel deep inside that if I could just get things under control, I could get a grip on my anxiety. And the problem is that we don't have any control over other people. And we often don't have control over situations that we are in. And what we are doing is we are misplacing our power. We have a lot of power, but it's not over other people. And it's usually not over situations, but we have a lot of power within us. And so that's where we're going to want to focus our attention. We can feel that when we're anxious that we have a really short temper. It's really common to 
be having a regular day, you're fine, not, nothing happening. And then you can feel like your anxiety got ramped up. Maybe you had a, a meeting that you got triggered in, or you had a phone call. Maybe you had coffee, whatever. There's a lot of different ways that we can ramp ourselves up and it can be just from our own thinking too, but let's say it was something external, like like a bad report from a boss, and you can feel your anxiety rising, you know, and all that thinking that goes along with anxiety. And all of a sudden, you're home with your loving family and your beautiful doggies waiting for you at the door, and you have a short temper with them. Now, it's all misplaced, of course, but it's just because the temper was short and it happens when we are anxious. And then we come across as being growly or obnoxious even. And what we are is that we're suffering inside and we, we took it out and we let it go out with a short temper. And it's usually with things or people that, that really did not deserve it. And so, you can see how the anxiety is going to cause us to have misplaced again. Not only do we misplace our, our, our power, but we misplace our anger. We take it out and it's that short temper, short temper. It's angry. So what we want to do is be able to calm ourselves down when we feel this ramping up if you are somebody whose anxiety comes through as a short temper and anger, you want to be able to catch this early stages and you get better at it. Believe me, the more you catch it, the more, the sooner you catch it each time, little by little, step by step, and we can catch it and calm down through relaxation techniques. And we talk about these on the podcast. You can do meditations. You can do something on one of your apps. But calming down and and slowing things down is probably a better way of saying it. It's like slowing down when you're driving. It actually makes things calmer when we're revving up and going faster, racing around everything starts to ramp up. So calm down by slowing down, start to slow down, use some relaxation techniques, do, do a quick one minute conscious breathing break. What is that? Maybe six breaths. Just take a few minutes, slow the exhale down. You'll be amazed how it can shift things. And I'm telling you, the sooner you catch it, the easier it is to calm down and you will catch it you will catch your short temper or your anger or your ramping up sooner and sooner. You don't have to let it get full blown. But be patient because it takes time. So don't get hard on yourself. That's adding insult to injury or the second arrow or gasoline to the fire. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? 
I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. One of the things we want to be careful of is how we talk to ourselves. So we want to avoid things like shouldn't, but if only, or only if. We want to watch those statements because they are avoidance of what is actually happening. And you know, with anxiety panic, we tend to go off into the future and we don't go off into the future with rainbows and unicorns. We go off into the future with devastation and destruction. And and we get hard on ourselves when we say things like, this shouldn't happen, or I shouldn't have done this or, but if only this would happen, right? These are ways of talking. These are, this is self-talk that is avoidance of what is really happening. And the best thing that we can do in our lives is stay in reality. We don't have to like it, but we have to be sure to be in what is actually happening. So staying with reality Let reality be what it is. Or as has been said way too many times, it is what it is. And there's some real hardcore truth there. If we can let reality be what it is, we can actually deal with it. It's when we are in these shouldn'ts, but if only, only if, however you language it, it is not being in the moment it's kind of in a fantasy. Well, I shouldn't do that, but I did it. So let's just deal with I did it and then go from there. It really can be helpful to look at the languaging as it comes up. We often think it doesn't matter, but these are messages that when we say them to ourselves or we say them out loud to other people, we are, we are reinforcing that. And that we're reinforcing, it's also taking us out of, again, out of our place of power. We have power when we are in the now. It's the only place that we can change anything. 
We can't change things in the future, can't change things in the past, but we can change things or correct things or do things differently in the now. But we have to accept where we are. We have to accept the now for being what it is. And again, we don't have to like it and we don't have to uh, say that we want it this way forever, but it is the only place that we can make something else happen. So let's talk about some tips on how you can calm down if you feel anxiety coming up, if you feel anger coming up. So how can you calm down the anger, which will actually help to calm down your anxiety? They're going to work together because the more anxious you get, the angrier you're going to get. If this is your mode, some people go down, they go into the sadness or despair. Other people get really angry, ramped up. There's a lot of energy behind anger. So let's see how we can calm that anger down and that will help to calm down the anxiety. And then we're in a good cycle, right? Then our anxiety is going down. Our anger is going down and it just is on a much better path than if we're letting it flare. So number one, let's accept what is. It's a simple term. And it's actually quite interesting when you start paying attention to it. We don't normally live our life accepting what is. We always want things to be different. We want them to be better. And now accepting reality doesn't mean that you don't have hopes or goals. It doesn't mean that you don't want to be better if you made a mistake. It just means that you accept what is. And remember, when we're working with our anxiety panic and we're dealing with it in a way that we always talk about here with Claire Weeks talking about the first thing that she says is to face, face our anxiety, face our life, face reality. And the second thing is to accept. So we can face our anger and we can accept our anger if that's what's really happening in the moment. Just accept it. And that means you don't beat yourself up for it. To accept something doesn't mean to berate it. So you're just going to see it for what it is. It is what it is. And number two, we want to allow others to be who they are. And we don't want to try to force them to be different or to be who we think that they should be. Now there's that should word again. It's a tough one. Should is, you want to use should as a red flag. When you hear yourself say it, whether you're saying it to yourself or you're saying it to someone else, you want to stop and kind of think about what you just said, because it may it may have a, a little warning in there of that you're trying to control something or that your anxiety is ramping up and you're feeling like if you could just control it, everything would be better. So allow others to be who they are. Don't try to make them who you think they should be. And we all fall into it. We all fall into if you would just listen to me, or if you would do it the way I suggested or the way I said it should be done, 
You know, it's an easy thing to do. But again, when we pay attention to our languaging, we can see where we're actually feeding our anxiety and our anger. Number three, don't let your happiness depend on other people and situations that you cannot control. This is a big one because this is really pointing us to where does our happiness come from then if it doesn't come from other people and situations because we can't control any other people or any of situations. We can make changes about how we are in those situations or how we are in those relationships with other people, but that's us controlling us. And so where does your happiness come from? It comes from you. It comes from inside you. And that's the only place it comes from. And that's the only place that you can control. So that's kind of good news. We think that our happiness comes from external situations, people, relationships, things. But it is how we perceive those things, situations, people, that brings us happiness. And that is an inside job. So don't let your happiness depend on other people and situations that you cannot control. Number four, like I said earlier, slow things down. Count, slow your breaths down. Count to 10. How many of us, I don't know, maybe it's not said nowadays, but back in the day, if uh, that's what we were told, if don't get angry, first count to 10. And it really does. It slows things down. It gives you space in between the stimulus and your response. And therein lies a lot of power because you have so many choices. If you can just count to 10 before you react to something, you're more apt to respond than to react. So slow things down. Slow your breathing down. I always like to remind everyone that if you slow your exhale down, you're stimulating a little bit your parasympathetic nervous system because you can't be having a slow exhale and be all worked up at the same time. So your your primitive brain, your amygdala will get the message that, oh, things must be okay. The coast must be clear now because she's not breathing shallow, short breaths. She's got a slow exhale. Things must be okay. This is stimulating your parasympathetic nervous system and helping you to calm down. So slow down, whether it's your breaths or your counting in between your reaction and the stimulus, take a little bit of time. And actually with slowing things down, you may want to add in there You may need to remove yourself from the situation for a moment. That's okay. Just take a break. And number five, check your inner dialogue. We talked about this a little bit earlier. What are you saying to yourself and how are you framing things? Are you framing things in a negative way? Are you catastrophizing? Are you thinking that everything is going to heck just because XYZ happened? No, we need to check that kind of thinking. We want to pay attention to what our self-talk is, what our inner dialogue is. What do we say to ourselves? 
And would we really say it out loud? It's kind of interesting if you thought about if you would say those things out loud. Don't be hard on yourself. It takes practice to not be hard on yourself, but it can be done. Keep your thinking in the now. Keep your thinking on gratitude. There must be something even in this chaotic moment that you can be thankful for. It really starts to shift your perspective and it keeps us out of anger. I hope these tips have been helpful for you. Just remember, you're not the only one that gets angry. It happens. And the, and we can actually, when we slow it down, we can be able to catch it and diffuse it much more often. And that really changes everything. And now for today's quote. Anger and fear are often expressed in our attempts to control something. And that's from Tom Rutledge. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.